Welcome to yet another uh, version of our Made in Lancashire podcast session then. And uh, today I'm talking to Richard Harrison from Innovator International. Wow, that is, I have to think about saying Innovator International there, Richard. <laughs> so welcome. Thank you, Jill. Right. For those out there who haven't come across you or your business, one line, one sentence, please. What it is Innovator International does. Okay, thanks, Jill. Innovator International helps international entrepreneurs bring their businesses to the UK. Simple and straightforward. There's a lot more behind it, but that's the one of sentence. Course. Yeah. We help we help so, international entrepreneurs relocate to the UK and build thriving businesses. So, how do they find you then? Is it that you're working out there and in, in the other regions of the of the world and they find you or is it word of mouth or or have you got a reputation that people go yeah you must speak to these guys it's all of the above jill but it happened in a certain order and and the, the way it started around three years ago we were asked to do some work with the home office mm-hmm. um because the main reason a lot of international entrepreneurs want to come to the uk is because they see the UK as a thriving place to live, a thriving, respected place from which they want to build and run their businesses. And that has only grown through COVID. A lot of people don't realise how well the UK has managed COVID compared to the rest of the world. So demand for entrepreneurs to move to the UK has built. So initially we were on a, um, a list of government approved bodies that people seeking, uh, they're called startup or innovator visas, had to go through. They're called endorsing bodies. Um, But over time, we have built the business to have a very strong reputation. Um, Someone joked to us the other week that we actually have a fan club in Nigeria and a fan club in Bangladesh. But that made me (laughs) chuckle a little. I think rather than the fan, they use the word fan club, but it's more that we're known within entrepreneurial circles as an organisation to go to to gain help. So, So initially it was because we were on an approved list of suppliers. Uh Um, But we've built on that. We've built our reputation. We've now um, approved over 300 international entrepreneurs. Um, Funny enough, I put a map on my LinkedIn yesterday showing where we trade. Uh, I missed that. I must go back and check that I'll tag you on it, Jill. It's it's lovely. It shows where we're strong and where we want to grow. Yeah. Um, We're particularly strong in South Asia, Middle East, um, Far East, um, Americas and Australasia. Um, we've got a good presence in Nigeria, but we could do with more throughout yeah. the rest of Africa and South America. But it, it's, it's been an amazing journey. It started with a small step of getting this approval and getting on this list. And we've done the right things. We're, you know, we're, 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 we're 2% of the capacity size wise in terms of the home office approved suppliers. Mm-hmm. But we're doing about 11% of the business. So we've um, we, we, we focused well on how we get ourselves out there. We don't we don't spend any money on um, on lead generation and yeah. um, we do it all through word of mouth. But the business has grown to the point where last year we were receiving about 70, 70 applications a month to come on our programme. This month it's the 17th today. We've had 160 this month alone. Wow. Um, so so, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's good. But a, a lot of it is word of mouth. And yeah, and, and referrals from people we've currently worked yeah, with, which, which is strong. Those are- those that are happy. So in the whole of the UK, then, where do people usually think they need to be? 
rather than where they actually need to be? Do they come to you with preconceived ideas of I must be in London or I'm, I must be in Edinburgh or I must be in Birmingham? Have, have they got preconceptions? 75 percent, maybe a little less, between 70 and 75 percent want London. Yeah. And I think that's because there is this perception that London is still the centre of the UK. Um <laughs> Absolutely. Let's let, let's not go down that path. Um, but but that said, we do have a good. We have a few in Wales. We only have one in Lancashire, but he's our first ever client, uh, and that's that's a different story again. Um, but we 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 have a scattering through um, Manchester, Liverpool, Birmingham, a few in Scotland, but seventy to seventy five percent of it is London. However, I would say around half of our um, members probably choose a location based on where they've travelled, where they yeah. know someone, or in a lot of cases, where they've studied. Yeah. Um, so, but, but I still would say it's 70 to 75% London. Um, does, anyone, does anyone come to you, though, and you get, and they go, well, I'm, I'm looking to innovate and it's in this field. Do you ever say to them, well, actually, no, you don't need to be there. You could do with being there instead. See, that's that's interesting because we, we our support community. We have a number of of, of support um, uh, managers within our uh, managers, staff, and mentors within our team. Yeah. And fifty percent, I'd say now, fifty percent of the questions we answer are not business related; they're personal. Where where should I send my kids to school? Where do, you know where where uh, where do I get driving yeah. lessons? And we do sometimes get the um, you know the location question, but we let the the applicant or the member drive yeah. where they want to be typically and normally it is based on somewhere they know and you know nowadays business businesses is local it's it's, it's national it's international location is not such an issue the majority of the businesses we work with they either are or have international aspiration so as long yeah. as they have you know a, a um, connectivity then location tends to be not such an issue Although in yeah. some cases we may say, have you thought about this for that reason? Yeah. That normally comes up in the business plan. They'll, they'll mention location for a specific reason. Yeah. No, I'm just thinking there are certain different parts of the UK that are stronger Absolutely. in certain fields. And I'm, I was just wondering whether they'd actually taken that into consideration or whether somebody over their shoulder is going, yes, but I want to live and the kids need us to live. And, you know. Yeah, we, we, we do have a fantastic um, uh, member. He's absolutely superb. You'll, you'll see him on some of our YouTube uh, videos, especially the one we did at the Shard. Um, he has a video designing um, unmanned aircraft. And we're not talking about the small things. We're talking about decent sized vehicles. He's absolutely superb. And he will. he's already worked with UCLan um, and he will tend to locate himself where he needs to be for the business. Yeah. So obviously he's familiar with um, the AMRC and, and obviously the Made Smarter initiatives and so on. Yeah. Um, at the moment, he's based around the south because he's doing work with other UAV companies in that geographic region. Yeah. Um, but Manchester and Lancashire are options for him moving forward. So we get some people who are more flexible depending upon the needs of their business. And obviously aerospace is so strong in the northwest of England. Especially up there in Lancashire at Wharton. Absolutely. I, I, if I look out my window now, British, I've got Wharton right next to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I still live in Wharton. So oh, right. <laughs> says, says a lot about my background. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? 
does everybody in Morton have worked for British Aerospace then, do you think? Do you know, well, the, the only ones who don't, I think, are those who have the infrastructure, i.e. the shops and the schools who support the people who've worked at aerospace. <laughs> so, <laughs> and of course, it's, it's such a growing area as well. There, there, there's, um, well, more, more recently, we've had, we've had new shops go up, the schools are full, yeah. there's new housing estates coming up around the area. And that's testament to what, what, what BA Systems have done for the, uh, the, you know, the area for us. Yeah, and we get, and we get an air show every day. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. I mean, we've got um, MRC now over at yeah. Sarnsbury and we've got the um, those in, that we're not allowed to talk about officially. But yeah. the visitors from from London who are moving up there, they're going to have the building and yeah, those ones. I'm just wondering how long it's going to take before we get uh, a growth there with more businesses and and as you say uh, oh, more more infrastructure coming up around that immediate area oh absolutely well jill i mean i mean my background part of my background is with the northwest development agency and yeah. um i might not have this totally correct but to the best of my knowledge of course the sarms biera park was, was was something that's going to be built a long time ago and some yeah. of the infrastructure was put in place the roads were put in place and then, of course, you know, the whole concept of RDAs was brought into question. Um, so investment stopped. That came to a halt. So we had roads to nowhere um, yeah. around, around that area. So the fact that the government have selected that area, not only for the AMRC, but for the other initiatives as well, is absolutely fantastic. They've clearly seen things um, not only in the area being like, let's, let's look at that area. That area is on the M6. It's on the it's on the M62. It's on the M65. It's on yeah. it's on the it, it, it's the place where everything gathers. Um, and also, it, it's such a beautiful area as well. Yeah. Um, you know, if you look at the combination of that and the skills in Lancashire, and the fact that the digital you know the digital sector is really building between um, Blackburn, Preston, and Lancashire then there, there is so much happening that lends itself well to having the location, the workforce, being close enough to Manchester, but far out yeah. of uh, far enough out of Manchester exactly. as well. Yeah. Um, it's just the perfect location in so many ways. I think it's going to be a very interesting and uh, hopefully very exciting couple of years coming up for that particular area. I don't um, doubt that. I think, it's, I think it's going to be one of the crowning glories of, of Lancashire um, to show what we can achieve. I, I agree, and I think I think if you look at the way, and with no disrespect to you know to to, to BA in the way the way aerospace is moving, if you look at the way that 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 conflict has changed, um, that the need for manned military aircraft is changing, the way that yeah. the workforce has evolved and changed from BA systems and the whole aerospace supply chain, then I think investing in digital infrastructure, digital businesses, digital competencies has mm -hmm. to be a way forward. And again, the fact that the government have chosen sites outside the major cities, Manchester and, um, and, and London and Birmingham and even Bristol, is, is testament to Lancashire. Yeah, it's about time. We Exciting times. And I, I it's think about time we started getting a few of them, though, isn't it? Well, absolutely. Let's, 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 I, I mean, when, when we were in a, a, a North, uh, Northwest Development Agency, you had a fantastic business, Northwest-based business, who wanted to build an R&D facility and the presence of AMRC in Sheffield meant the Northwest weren't able to invest in it because there was sufficient provision yeah. in the UK. So again, what and hands down, sorry, hands down to um, Melissa, Melissa Conlon and, and the team at AMRC Northwest. They have yeah. done an incredible, and the Made Smarter team as well. They have done an incredible job from the moment they were in 
the buildings in Uclan through to what they have now. You know, I, I was always jealous that the North East had AMRC and the North West yeah. didn't have something similar. That for me is is the conduit to growth for aerospace, for, for advanced manufacturing, um, but also for the government initiative that will be coming to the Northwest. Exactly. Um, I must admit, I remember seeing, goodness me, it probably was last year now. Wow. I remember seeing on, on LinkedIn last year, lots of my um, old colleagues and friends doing a, a Dragon's Den event. <laughs> oh, so... The pictures and the videos. So it, it, you took it, a group it, of people down to there, did you? That, yeah. So, 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 so. We've just come out of COVID. Well, the lockdown period. Yeah. And we, and, and at that point, we had about 200 members in our community who had never met each other. Um, everything was done via Zoom. And we thought we have to do something new here. We have to do something a little bit different. Um, and we wanted to do a get together. Now, we do all our get togethers in London because 70, 75% of our referrers, our supply chain, our members are based, and we have team there now as well. Our team is spread across the UK. Um, and we want, I'm quirky. I always like, anyone who's ever seen the shirts I normally wear, I've not dressed up for this one. <laughs> which, which will, it'll be on the radio news. it doesn't matter. Um, but if anyone's ever seen my shirts, they know I'm quirky. Um, and I want, I want events to be quirky. I don't want, again, no disrespect to people who do these events. They're very, very good. Yeah. But I didn't want events with white walls in a hotel room that looked like any other event. I needed events that captured the attention. Um, and we wanted a keynote speaker as well for this first event. So we found the building that was the first home of Dragon's Den. They oh, use wow. a different location now, but in series yeah. one, two and three, they used this really old building in uh, uh, you know, a, a place just outside London, London Centre. Um, I can't remember the name of the name, name of the place, but either way, the, the building's called the Depositories. Mm -hmm. And we, um, we, we we got the building and we also thought, we forgot the building. Let's get one of the original dragons as well. And Rachel Elmer um, agreed to come to the event. Yeah. And she was she was absolutely superb. Uh, she spoke about her experience at the Den, experience for entrepreneurs, the importance. And we had a we had a, um, a panel, a panel in the five chairs. Yeah. Now, we had some fantastic Lancashire businesses who, who we know very well helping us. Um, Richard. Uh, Richard Few from Sales Geek very yeah, kindly yeah. gave his time to come down um, and it was a pleasure spending time with Richard on the train as well not, not only you know, not only hearing what, yes. what the geeks are doing and also another another fantastic guy who we've worked a lot with Andy Andy Henderson on, yeah. on the day one of our panel dropped out so Andy very kindly stepped up and and absolutely zero preparation sat yeah. on the panel sat there as one you know in one of the dragon's chairs and nailed it as Andy does um so it was, it was a great chance to get some of our uh, referrers, some of our supply chain and some a, a lot of our members together and just have a, we had an hour's networking, an hour listening to Rachel and speaking. Funnily enough, again, the whole hour is available on um, on YouTube. OK, um, so, so people got, can just go and find yeah, your so, channel on YouTube and it's there or? Yeah, if, if you search for Innovator International Dragon's Den, you will you will find a three minute promo and the, and the 90 minute session. Yeah. might be a 60 minute session um, with Rachel Elner. And then equally, the, the follow up event we did on the roof of the Shard. If you Google Innovator International, the Shard, you will find the two minute promo and the um, the uh, the 60 minute session we did on the rooftop. Fortunately, the weather was nice. Um, well, well, and again, I've got, I've got the jitters already thinking about that. I'm, <laughs> well, frightened, I'm frightened of heights. So, yeah, the, the, well, we, we arranged the event. And by the way, the filming, if people like the filming, the filming is done by Garth Dew 
who is another Lancashire based business. And Garth is superb at what he does, um, has a fantastic team around him. The um, I, I said to Nick, look, we need a bigger place. We can't do Dragon's Den again. We've got 300 people now. Um, let's do somewhere really, really grand, something a little bit different. And uh, we, we looked at a few places. We decided to go for the um, the roof of the Shard. It was a bit difficult, that one, because it was sort of shaped like a square polo. Um, it wasn't a huge open space there, but we yeah. designed it well. Again, the geeks came down to support us. Um, Fintan Doyle and, and a number of other people came down to support us as well. Um, but we, 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 after we booked it, my, my business partner, Nick, Nick Roach, said to me, he said, you do know I'm, I don't like heights, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> so we've just booked the roof of the tallest building in in in, in you know in, in in Western Europe. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. He did say to me, I, I get, I, I, you know, I, I can get dizzy on a thick rug. I thought yes. he was offering to, to to book the support act. Um, but no, he actually genuinely meant he doesn't like heights. <laughs> so, so again, you know, the Dragon's Den event was superb. The when it got to the Shard. We didn't want a keynote speaker for that one because we had so many amazing stories from our community. We wanted stories of how the entrepreneurs had um, had overcome a problem. Well, they, they'd found a problem, overcome that problem, because for people yeah. coming to a new country, they don't know the culture, they don't know the support networks. And some of the stories were so, so inspirational. Um, and they're lovely to hear because international entrepreneurs they're all like-minded people. They all have a willingness to want to help others. Yes. So again, if you've got 60 minutes to spare, Innovator International, The Shard, put it into YouTube and you'll find the session. And it's a lovely, lovely session. And the, the, the problems range from getting your first customer through to moving to the UK and starting a business when you found out you're pregnant. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so uh, yeah, a, lo a lovely set of challenges. And the baby actually makes an appearance as well. Oh, wow. Not literally, no. Not, no, no. Well, well, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> she give birth there. Let me, no. let me rephrase that. The six-month-old baby makes right. an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> I just have visions of this tent nope. going up in the corner with this Jill, poor Jill, if, if, that, if that happened on, on the roof of the Shard, the papers would have picked up on it somewhere. <laughs> that would have been headline news. <laughs> right. Um, I've got to wrap this up, I suppose, because we've all got busy days ahead of us. Um, those that listen know that I like to throw a curveball. Um, I'm going to go back to one of my ones I've asked a few times now then. So, you're sat around your dining table, nice load of food and, and um, wine there on it. You've got the option of inviting three oh. people, <laughs> past or present. Who would you pick? Oh, oh, well, Jill, you've really put me on the spot there. OK, so three people, past or present. It would have to be an eclectic mix of people because I love I love conversation and how people get on in different ways. Yeah. Um, and because I'm, I'm absolutely on the spot here, I'm going to start off with. Um, Richard Branson. Okay. And I'm going to pick Richard Branson. I've seen him speak once. And I love the way that he's succeeded in a number of things, failed in a number of things. Yeah. But he has that serial entrepreneur mindset yeah. of, of reinventing himself. Uh, uh, and then the story of how he's gone from the rail to the, to the Virgin Airlines and the story of the, of, of the cola, Virgin Cola, and how Tesco said they will ban all Virgin products if they didn't take it off the shelves. <laughs> is It thrills me. It, it, it amazes me. So Richard yeah. Branson is number one. Okay. 
Number two, I'm going to go for someone who I see as highly creative and again, very good in a number of different ways. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for someone female rather than someone male this time. So we get that nice mix there. I don't, I don't know. I mean, in terms of, I, I love music. These aren't my favorite artists, these two. I think I'd have to go for Madonna. Wow. Only because, again, she has reinvented herself so many times. You get she so has, many artists. She has. Yeah. Yeah. So you get so many artists and their albums are the same, album after album. Yeah. And I mean, how old is she now? How many albums has she had? How many times has she reinvented herself? So I think I'd love to see, I'd love to find out how her brain ticks, how her brain works. Yeah. Um, so we've got Richard Branson, we've got Madonna, and let's go for someone really, really different as well. Um, possibly someone from, oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay. This, 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 the third one's a bit of a toughie. I'm going to go for someone from the world of. No, what I'm going to go for on, on, the, on this one. I'm going to go for. Um... Not, 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 yeah, okay, let's go. Let's, let's, let's... <laughs> See, I'm, I'm stuck now between between Elvis, Freddie Mercury, and um, and you know even a a, a you know a, a Kurt Cobain. No, I'm going to go Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. So yeah, again, you know, uh, I've he, seen him interviewed quite a few times. Yeah, he, 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 such he, a, yeah. So we got we got down the music route again, which probably says a lot about what I'm about. I love my music, but again, someone <laughs> who reinvents himself. He yeah. was a drummer. He, he and, and again, his ethos to helping people, I think, yeah. is absolutely fantastic. So we're having dinner with Richard Branson, Madonna, and Dave Grohl. I wouldn't have gone for two music if I'd if, if I'd have had time to think about it, but that sounds like a pretty decent meal to me. <laughs> It sounds like a very interesting evening, actually, if you think about it. Well, absolutely, absolutely. Prince was almost there, but but Dave Gold just picked it. <laughs> Prince always came across as in interviews as a bit monos- monosyllabic. Is that yeah, one? absolutely. I mean, very creative. So, yeah. I think I think a lot of the creativity. Do you know, if, if I could it's have someone else, let's, let's, have, let's have David Blaine for a bit of entertainment as well. <laughs> oh yes, he can be doing the tricks in the corner, can he? Absolutely, as long as he doesn't make the food disappear. <laughs> Exactly. That was a curveball, Jill. I didn't I didn't expect anything like that. <laughs> well, it could have been worse. I've asked worse questions of worse people. I was just kind of like that one at the moment. It gives <laughs> a little insight into who you are, I think. Oh, absolutely. Lovely to chat to you then. So if anybody wants to find you, you are on LinkedIn, Richard absolutely. Harrison. Absolutely. There are Go a few of us. There are a few of us, but if you look for Richard Harrison and either Visas or uh, Innovator International is the best thing to look for, yeah. um, then you you will find me um, quite easily. Yes. And it, so, again, the background's got the dragon's den in it, so you will notice from the picture. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, anybody out there, please do go and connect with Richard and uh, follow him along and uh, see what they're up to. So thanks for that then, Richard. Oh, thank you, Jill. It's been an absolute pleasure. So thanks to Richard there for that chat. I then caught up with Christina Melling from Stipendium. And yeah, I love their product. So I'll shut up now and you can listen to what she had to say. So good morning to our listeners then. So today I'm joined by Christina Melling from Stipendium. Uh, stipendium now that to me is um, a grant that you're given or an amount of money that you're given as a bursary or something so why call your business stipendium? (laughs) 
Um, so a stipendium for me, uh, well, it's a, it's a Latin derived name. Um, and I took it in the context of, of to gift or to receive or to indeed grant someone something. Um, and I suppose that formulates, you know, part of the reason that that stipendium was born in insofar as to to give people um, the ability to learn uh, mm -hmm. to save money and to save them time as well. So explain then to our listeners who haven't come across you the various because you have a couple of packages as such that you're got at the moment and then you've got some new ones that you're looking to work on haven't you yeah yeah so stipendium is a effectively a platform and on it it has a suite of tools uh, and services that allow people or the nation to save time and money um, on their major life events such as buying a house such as remortgaging such as writing a will accessing care understanding what benefits they're entitled to so yeah. the whole premise of Stipendium is to provide streamlined and defragmented solutions to these major life events that we all face. So our first product, our flagship product is called Merge, which was launched in around April this year. So it's a complete house buying journey from start to finish. So from first step to doorstep, from mortgage to moving, whatever yeah. you want to call it, it's a complete everything under one roof solution to buying a house. So it's got your mortgage in it, it's got your conveyancing, it's got your surveys, your removals, um, locksmiths, utilities, furniture, insurance, right down to a takeaway in your first night in your house. And you can remortgage re as well <laughs> going forward and you don't pay any broker fees on your remortgage. Um, likewise, you don't pay any broker fees on your mortgage with the merge products either. So yeah. it's very educational as well. So I'm very, very passionate about um, education. I think it's absolutely mad that we come out of school and we don't know anything about what a mortgage is, what taxes, um, what investments are, what your pension is. You know, we've got no concept whatsoever of later life planning, yet we understand, you know, what Pythagoras', Pythagoras theorem is and what photosynthesis. <laughs> um, there was a recent study with Santander, um, around 44% of adults feel that they would be better financially prepared um, had they received financial education. Yeah. And Four percent of teenagers do not feel confident about their current financial education currently as well and that's one thing that these products that we're building aim to tackle because they've got education built into them right the way through the journeys uh, our second product is called remerge and that's a complete remortgaging tool so it's a it's a little bit more of a diluted version of merge which was the initial products the complete house yeah. journey this is your complete remortgaging journey so in light of the interest rates um, recently, you know, this is a really good product. So it's yeah, you remortgage, it's your uh, energy and your uh, broadband phone, TV cost comparison tools. It's your insurance checker. It's got a conveyancer built into it. It's a valuation tool built in, built into it, etc. So it's everything that you need to remortgage. Uh, we've then got uh, Brace, which is a complete online digital will, which aims to have your will written within 20 minutes. Um, so it's 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 a great tool that costs um, just over a hundred pounds for that, and you can make unlimited changes for life. So yeah. again, you know, fifty percent of the UK's population currently don't have a will, which is mental, uh, and the majority of those people, I'm assuming, either have children or um, a mortgage, so an asset there which um, should be protected and not left to the rules of uh, intestacy. Yeah. Uh, we've then got a product called Brace Lights, which is a similar tool. It's a will product, digital will product within 20 minutes. And um, that enables you to write a will uh, and make unlimited changes to it for the period of one year. 
after which fees will apply and that's significantly lowering cost at about mm -hmm. pounds. so yeah and the most recent product that we've launched uh, it's a free service this week called PAVE and it's a benefits and budgeting calculator so that effectively enables people to understand what kind of benefits they're entitled to you know calculating their universal credit you know the child, child tax benefits that they're entitled to um, any grants that they're entitled to in, in um, in light of the cost of living crisis and things like that. And it enables them to budget their expenditure and uh, mitigate any any debts and things like that. So that's that's the one that went live this week. And uh, then we've got Convey, which is a complete just conveyancing tool in its own right. Yeah, so I, could, I can see you, I can see your next to last one being very popular at the moment because there's so many people out there who do miss out on some benefits that they might be eligible for or don't understand the system because it changes so quickly and so often and they're just like I think people give up the will to live sometimes don't they absolutely I mean it's it's a complete minefield it really is such a complex system that we've got here in in this country uh, with regards yeah. to benefits and people understanding you know you you really do need um you know guidance on that kind of thing so that's where this comes in so yeah so how's it going then with the the merge and the yeah merge and re-emerge? Uh, are you getting a lot of takers for them now? Yeah, so inquiries for those products have significantly increased over the last few weeks. So the beauty of these products is that there are three ways in which you can effectively access them. So you can access them directly, and um, you can gift it to someone else. So grandparent or parent might want to gift to grandchild or, or child or whoever, yeah. and etc or it can be rewarded by way of employee benefit. So we've currently onboarded these two products to the majority of the UK's largest employee benefit platforms, which gives us um, massive exposure to lots of first-time buyers and, and the, the yeah. across the UK. Um, so yeah, it, inquiries are now significantly increasing um, as we are onboarding more and more employee benefit platforms in particular. Um, it's now just, I suppose, educating the the nation as to the benefit of this product with it being quite a niche one that's not really been done before. You know, no one's really sort of stitched together the entire house buying journey and put it into one accessible place. Um, it's always been a very much a kind of word of mouth, very much a fragmented, what do I do next? Or I'll ring him or her or yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it is a nuance. So there's a massive educational um, obstacle that we are facing at the moment in insofar as you know educating people around the value of these products. Yeah I mean I, I completely see where you're coming from with with some so for instance um, just buying a house myself literally just signing the dotted line so I didn't know you existed so I would have used you but uh, yeah it's been a long time it's been like sort of oh, 20 odd years since I last bought a house and the whole system has completely changed yeah. And I felt like a novice all over, even though I bought and sold sort of seven or eight different houses. Mm -hmm. It was like, wow, this is completely different now. Yeah. So, yeah, it is it is a, 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 a minefield that you have to get your head around and what you're paying for and what you shouldn't pay for and what you should pay for. And yes, mm -hmm. I think some people can quite easily be. Um, um, yeah. I'm not going to use the word missold, but certainly paying for things that they don't necessarily need to when they're moving. 
Yeah, exactly. So yeah, educating people around, you know, the, the disbursements that they can expect to have to pay throughout this journey as well. Um, you know, 60% of first time buyers don't know what offer exchange completion means and things like that. So, you know, so what, what does stand duty mean, for example? I mean, how many people would be able to tell me that even second and third generation buyers, you know, could they give you a, a proper definition of really what stand duty land tax is? Um, and another no, point, that, I can tell you the amount. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can go through it, but yes. they don't know why. <laughs> no, they don't know why. I don't understand. It's just another flaming tax, as far as they're <laughs> concerned. I know. <laughs> You've got um, things like uh, the advancement of innovation, such as fintech, uh, legal tech, prop tech, yeah. that are all yeah. advancing at a rate that's just absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I suppose this is where we fit into it, really. You know, sitting in this, but not overwhelming people with all the technology but I suppose you know the difference in a couple of years you know you might you might have bought a house you know four years ago and then if you go and buy another house say now the technology or the tools that have been implemented within that four-year period to to streamline and innovate this journey is is phenomenal it's completely changing the the yeah. Now, I know where you're coming from, but it's nice to see that you've got all that, the innovation behind the scenes that obviously Joe Public buying your product doesn't understand the, the intricacies of, can't even say that word, intricacies of what's going on behind it. But yeah, it, it's nice to know that, yeah, there is all that um, stuff going on behind the scenes. So you've obviously worked hard on that part of the business then. Yeah, yeah, we've worked hard. I mean, we began developing uh, in October last year, um, we moved pretty quickly um, before launching the product in March, April this year. So, we, yeah, there was a lot of sort of prototypes flying around, a lot of ideas, um, <laughs> wrapping of things and starting again and fresh ideas. And then, of course, you've got to, you know, look at what the market's doing, what your competition's doing. Yeah. You've got to look at what the industry's doing. You've got to keep up to date with, you know, the regulations and anything that's going on in the political world and things like that. So it's a... Yeah. It's a the regulated industry as well so it's not just about the technology it's about ensuring that it's it's all you know kept up to date with um with the way things are yeah that seems to be the biggest thing at the moment isn't it you come out with something you think um you're up to date and then the next minute you've missed two updates or something and uh it reminds me of that old um darrow brian did a um a slot in one of his shows once about the fact that you're always running to keep up with technology mm -hmm. and the minute you take a step off you're way way out of date you've just got to keep running and running and running haven't you to to keep up with all yeah. the advancements yeah yeah it, it is impossible to do so i mean my vision going forward is to sort of get this house buying journey into what's called the metaverse you know some people have heard metaverse i'm sure you've heard of it you know it's this kind yeah. of digital world yeah um, so you know having this entire house buying journey in the metaverse you know is my vision and my goal is where i see this this going in the future mm. um and if you think about the ability that we've got to create that now that is really phenomenal i mean you've got people um you know selling artwork in the metaverse you've got people yeah. You know, nfts and everything like that it's just it's just phenomenal so yeah we're, we're just scratching the surface yeah i think uh yeah i think the metaverse is the option as well of making working at home as part of a team has got a wonderful application in there in that <laughs> old thing of being able to just literally look to one direction or to the other and you've got teammates sat next to you but not physically <laughs> 
just think how useful that would be when you want to have a joke or you throw away comments or, you know, because that I think it, for a lot of people who do the work at home thing, mm. I think that's what they miss out on. And I think, Absolutely. yeah, there's all sorts out there that I'm sure in the next six to 12 months will come in and we'll all think, wow, why weren't we doing this years ago? You know, it's always the case, isn't it? Hindsight, etc. Yeah. Yeah. So lovely to hear what it is you're doing then. Um, so at this point, I always throw a, a question in that's totally not business related, just to throw you <laughs> because I'm wicked. Um, <laughs> what question should I throw at you then? Because I've got half a dozen that I tend to throw at my um, victims, as I so lovingly call you all. Um, what's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to that you're willing to admit to <laughs> oh uh, what a good question there's so many um <laughs> she's now thinking of the one that actually reflects least on her now <laughs> i mean the, the most recent thing um was my my car which is a four by four went to the showroom to get serviced and it was there with them overnight and they delivered it back to me the next day and I said to them where are my side steps and they said you've never had side steps on this car and then they said I said yes I have and I, I swore blue that I had side steps on <laughs> but anyway yeah I suppose you had to be there at the time but I suppose that's the most recent off the top of my head appropriate thing I can think of that's ever happened to me <laughs> what you've you were sort of climbing into the car using something that obviously weren't side steps then. <laughs> well, I just looked at the car and I thought there's something not right. And I assumed yeah. it side steps, but it never had side steps. So. Oh, wow. How to know your car then. I was very embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. So how do people make contact with you? What's your, your, your website is stipendium? Stipendium.io. Okay. And if they want to connect with you on LinkedIn... Yeah, so it's uh, Christina Melling on LinkedIn or uh, the Stipendium LinkedIn page or Twitter. It's at CM underscore Stipendium or on Instagram. It's uh, I think it's the same uh, Christina Stipendium, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> you'll find me. <laughs> I'll find you. Just put Stipendium into to Google and you'll be surprised what comes up. <laughs> Pleasantly surprised, I would say. Not not weirdly surprised. <laughs> Was have to say that because you're never quite sure, are you, when you put stuff into Google, what's going to come up sometimes? No, I mean, if you, if you, before we incorporated the business, if you put stipendium in, you get all sorts of Latin Hungarian yeah. stuff coming up. And now, thankfully, you know, the SEO works. <laughs> so you, yes. do, you do get our products. So, you know, there is, uh, it does work. SEO, SEO really is the king of innovation for me at the moment. <laughs> uh, don't even go there. I get fed up. I get fed up of saying that to people and people just go, yeah, OK. It's it's my favourite thing in the whole world is good old SEO. Yeah. Right. Enough of me waffling on. It's been lovely chatting to you. You too. Thank you very much for having me. Not a problem. Told you that would be interesting, didn't I? Sorry, you'll have to excuse me. Since I've done these little voice things between the podcasts, you'll notice that I'm full of a cold. So apologies for sounding a bit nasal. Um, so before we click off for this particular episode, 
quick reminder, uh, next month, September, uh, we're going to feature West Lanks. We're going to do um, some sessions talking about what West Lanks has to offer. But don't worry if you're in another borough. We will be getting round to you within the next 12 months. Um, it's an opportunity for you to shout about your borough. So if you want to get involved and shout about your borough or leave a question, uh, make sure you're on Spotify when you listen to it. You can do so. And a quick reminder, 7th of October, 8.30 in the morning. <coughs> Sorry about that. 8.30 in the morning, Brockles Nature Reserve in the Green Conference Facility. Lanif 22, Lancashire Innovation Festival 2022, where we're going to have four sessions through the day. It's going to be very interesting, especially if you're looking to, to um, innovate, to continue, to raise money, to learn how to go about it. Uh, and get some support, etc. So um, I'll be pestering you all over socials. You'll get fed up of hearing about Lanif 22. Um, if you need to know more about it, uh, as from Monday, head to our website, Lancashire, uh, innovate lancashire.co.uk. Go to the festivals tab and there will be details there about how you can book on. Um, it's an all day event, like I said, because I'm repeating myself. But yeah, all right then. Thanks. Toodles. Mm -hmm.